Hey, Melissa. Hey. Here we go. Here we go. Another episode. Another episode. Week six. Week six. I know. We. I got a notification on my email that, like, congratulations, you're a podcaster. We have five episodes. Yay. <laughs> and it's been good. I mean, I think we've talked about a lot of important things. Patients have you know, message us. They've been appreciative. They listen and they give mm-hmm. feedback. So yeah, yeah. And I feel like last week we we did a good one. We talked about lower carbohydrates, and you know, this week we're kind of following along on that same line. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we should do an intro first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, common sense medicine podcast by Tim Chen uh, and Melissa Wood, mm-hmm. and you are. Uh, Family nurse practitioner with additional training in lifestyle medicine. That's right. And I am a family physician who is interested in integrative medicine and, I guess, population health. Mm -hmm. And, of course, this podcast, like we've said before, is a podcast to try to make complex things common. Yes. Yeah. Which is really funny because I'll just give you an example. Yesterday I had a patient. You know, he told me, like, I can't figure out why I'm gaining weight only once a day. I just have to snack a lot so I can eat once a day. And I had to stop for a second. I was like, wait, what? Uh, and then when we said, started getting like, okay, well, what do you snack on? I was like, you know, like just cookies and chips. I was like, and then the more we talked, he's like, you know what? That's probably why I'm not that's, loose. That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, right. We're trying to make these things that we don't realize people don't know. These mm-hmm. are actually, we want to make them common. That's right. Common sense. Common sense. And today we are moving on that same uh, nutrition, new diet, new year kind of, I guess, trend that a lot of people do. But we're talking about one that maybe has a little bit more data on heart disease, stroke, cholesterol, fatty liver, things that a lot of our our listeners probably deal with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some diets that we're talking about today have been a little bit more studied in the areas of metabolic health and outcomes long-term. So we're talking about the Mediterranean diet, Mm -hmm. DASH diet. Mm -hmm. We'll talk a little bit Uh plant-based. So some of these that have been studied a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I guess most people, if they watch the news, these are the ones that usually physicians will recommend. Mm -hmm. Uh, But oftentimes, it's kind of like a a mystery box for patients. They hear the word Mediterranean, and they're like, olives and, you know, (laughs) the countryside and working in the vineyard. Uh, And and how does that look in Mississippi? And we'll be touching Mm -hmm. on things like that. And then, you know, of course, our wrap-up. What do we recommend? What do we think? Sustainability, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, Melissa, I guess to start off, the concept behind the Mediterranean diet, the green Mediterranean diet, which is an offshoot of that, right? The plant-based diets, it's dealing with inflammation. Mm-hmm. So for those people who don't know, our body is all, always going through an oxidation reduction kind of situation. So your body does things, it causes inflammation, it causes oxidation. Your body has natural defenses to help calm that down because too much inflammation, chronic inflammation actually causes a lot of disease. That's right. Yeah. And so we have found that certain diets can re- reduce inflammation or can even make it worse. So we have found that a lot of these diets that are heavier in plants, which includes the Mediterranean, the DASH diet, plant-based, there's a lot more phytonutrients, antioxidants, all kinds of different um, nutrients that help to reduce inflammation in the body. So that can 
reduce things like our cardiovascular risk and things like that as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and that's why, you know, you, you, when patients, when y'all tell me, you know, that you bought vitamin C or mm-hmm. you bought a lot of vitamin D or you bought a lot of other vitamins, the concept, people might not know why they're taking those vitamins. And, and really, most of the time, they don't do probably a whole lot. But the concept is, those vitamins are anti-inflammatory. Like they're, they're, they help with that oxidative stress. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we calm the inflammation down, we calm the oxidation. This should help with metabolic diseases like heart disease, stroke, and stuff like that. And in fact, some people, I mean, back in the day, we used to draw something called high-sensitive CRP, which looks at blood level inflammation to give you a better predictor of hey, is this person building plaque in their heart? Are they having issues? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't do that blood test a lot now because if you just look at cholesterol, sugar, body weight, you can tell mm-hmm. if there's a lot of inflammation going on. Yeah. So now let's talk about these diets, Melissa, because yes. this is kind of your your area. Yeah. Uh, Mediterranean. Talk to me about that one. Yeah. So Mediterranean diet, and a lot of these diets were discovered just because of an observational type situation. And then additional studies were developed and and followed just to kind of find how accurate just those observations are. So, you know, we noticed that people that live around the Mediterranean area, um, it's, you know, part of that is even called a blue zone, just because they have found that people in that area, there's a lot of people that live to be 100 years old or more. And so they're looking at these populations going, what makes this population different from everybody else who only lives to say, 75 or whatever. And so some of that is dietary pattern. And so they found that these people eat a lot of fresh local produce that a lot of times they even grow themselves or at least at a local market. Um, They also, if they do consume, say, meat or fish, it's usually locally um, sourced as well and usually much smaller amounts. Um plenty of whole grains in the diet as well, less processed grains, and healthy fats like olive oil, and um, in some cases, wine as well. But that is not necessarily something to start if you don't already. (laughs) So don't go get drunk. No, that was that was just kind of a side note that that is, um, you know, kind of observed in that area. Um, So anyway, they found that probably dietary pattern, but also just lifestyle pattern in general, these people are maybe walking to the market every day rather than like driving to a grocery store, you know, 20 miles away once once a week or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's lots more walking, there's lots of community involvement, you know, close knit families and friends and communities. And that probably plays a part in the longevity of this particular group of people. But there have been studies now that really kind of look at the diet in in itself and have found that there can be some beneficial outcomes. And some of our colleagues are Mm well-traveled, you know, and they have no, I mean, you know, I've been in Asia a lot and you just notice, right, the life is different. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Taiwan, it's subways, it's buses, driving a car is crazy expensive. And so subways and buses walking all day long just to live life. Like we're not, they're not going to a gym to reach an X amount of walking steps. They just live life right. and things like that happen. And of course, yeah, their culture is definitely much more family oriented uh, and also active. I mean, it's not uncommon to see 
uh, especially in the Mediterranean area, a guy who's 87, 90, going to the vineyard, you know, working mm-hmm. the field still at that mm-hmm. age. Um, so, right, all those play a role. But like you said, we've been able to isolate that nutrition plays a large, large role in that. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, with this Mediterranean diet, again, the concept is inflammation control. But you mentioned foods like whole grains, which, you know, in some circles of diet, they're like, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we want to point out that the whole grain they have there is different than the whole grain we have here. Ours is heavily processed, right. you know, pound, pounded to fine sugar, uh, mm-hmm. like fine flour, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and usually sugar added. And sugar added, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. People are like, why is your bread sweet? I was like, I don't. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. And you look at like a sourdough bread, which is literally just flour that mm-hmm. has been fermented and add more flour Mm -hmm. and so there's really it really is like the basics Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of what they they use yeah yeah and you know speaking of us studying this diet i mean there was recently a study that was published called direct plus which essentially is looking at traditional healthy eating which will actually make some you know improvement i guess that arm of patients just got regular health counseling. Then there's an arm where patients had the Mediterranean diet counseling. And the third arm in this study, they got Mediterranean diet plus green tea, uh, plus duckweed, which sounds <laughs> nasty. Uh, but essentially, if you Google it, it's like uh, these little plants that grow on top of you know bodies of water. Uh, and what they found out was that all three had some improvement in fatty liver and body fat composition and this thing called visceral fat, which is the fat around organs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I guess if you look at a patient from outwardly, this is the beer belly, the beer mm-hmm. gut, you know, that the dad bod that we <laughs> that I refuse to have. No. Uh, that is a problem. Really from a medical metabolic standpoint. I mean we we call it central adiposity. We know that's a problem. But patients who ate healthier, all three groups had improvement, but the group with the Mediterranean diet, the group with the green Mediterranean diet, which is that green tea, duck, <laughs> duckweed, <laughs> uh, uh, they had significantly much more visceral fat reduction, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you're right, just as far as the reduction of risk in those metabolic conditions related to the visceral fat is, you know, really important when we're talking about any of these diets or just weight loss in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Which I guess, you know, and we'll talk about what these diets look like in, in real life in mm-hmm. a minute. Uh, but, you know, segueing that, well, the pointing it out is, okay, lots of whole foods, mm-hmm. fresh foods, uh, lots of plants, mm-hmm. which is, you know, heavy in their diet. And I think variety is another thing. They mm-hmm. eat a lot of different types of plants. It's mm-hmm. not just kale and carrots and mm-hmm. spinach, but it's bell pepper. It's all these things you see on Chopped that I don't know what they are. I'm like, what kind of plant is that? Mm-hmm. You know, they eat things like that. Right. Just a good variety overall. And, you know, there's even studies now that are looking at how many different varieties of plants do we need each week to maintain a healthy gut microbiome and all different things like that. So you know, I think there's still a ways to go. But again, in observing cultures that do have a wide variety of plants, um, there tends to be a healthier gut microbiome. There tends to be less inflammation. There tends to be less cardiovascular disease. So, you know, there's a ways to go there. But I think we're 
on to something. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess segues nicely to our plant-based diet. Yeah. Which, Melissa, you actually are pretty plant-based. Yeah, I, I do um, a lot of plant-based eating. I'm not 100%, but, you know, I think that's kind of the point is, you know, getting a little bit more heavily plant-based to your diet without knowing that you don't have to be perfect to still make some changes in your overall health. So yeah, see, it's doable. It is doable. In Mississippi. It is. And a lot of people complicate it Mm -hmm. just because it seems so different, but it's really not. Um, It's really not. And it's actually not that much more expensive. I I actually, this is kind of a drop in there. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, people say eating healthy is expensive. And I mean, if you do it a certain way, it can be expensive, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to, like, you don't have to overcomplicate it. And it actually, it's not that expensive yeah i mean rice and beans you i mean you can't get any less expensive than that and especially with meat prices right now i mean it really is cheaper to eat plant-based right right yeah yeah i mean most of the third world countries are heavily plant-based yes you know because that's all they can afford they can get and and yeah rice is abundant beans are abundant you know vegetables most most cultures grow in one form or another so yeah it's usually more readily accessible too for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess you know I like I'm a study person. I mm-hmm. like doing it. And you brought this study to my attention, the broad study, mm-hmm. which essentially looking is looking at whole food kind of plant based type of diet, looking at how it can reduce. I, I, I thought what, what was amazing in this study was weight loss, significant. I mean, mm-hmm. a f- BMI four point BMI drop. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about a BMI of thirty to twenty six. Mm-hmm. You know. Or 30, so for most people, that's like 30, 40 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, off just eating more of a plant-based diet. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, like we brought up a couple of episodes ago, when you eat this much plants and this much whole foods, your body actually doesn't make that much insulin because there's no need to catch all that sugar. There's no need to catch all that processed food. And hence, if those levels lay low, plus the calories aren't, I mean, how much broccoli can you exactly well that's the thing and that particular study was not uh, calorie restricted at all they told these people to eat whole food plant-based diet with without any calorie restriction so they could eat as much as they wanted they could eat until they were full and they still showed a pretty significant weight loss overall yeah you know one time we just kind of history story i took a, i went to taiwan and we went to this um we stayed at this hotel on the mountains just to be kind of cool mm-hmm. uh and there they had a heavy vegetarian type of diet mm-hmm. and i mean the food was delicious a lot of mushrooms a lot of peppers a lot of different types of i've never seen before but mm-hmm. they just eat and it tastes good so you ate it and you could eat a lot and you still lose weight, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And, I mean, the rice was still there. Mm-hmm. You know, the pasta was still there. Maybe the – I don't know what they do different. But just because of the shift, it's like – it's it's actually hard to keep weight on if you eat that type of way. Yeah. You definitely find yourself getting full a lot faster than you anticipate. And yeah. I think also that's another reason they started studying this as well. Again, it's just kind of observational, mm-hmm. you know, started out. Um, you've probably heard of the seven day Advent Adventist mm-hmm, study. Um, but with that population, just from their religious beliefs, they eat a vegetarian diet typically. And so some people that were studying this found that that population of people tended 
you know, to weigh less, less chance of um, cardiovascular disease, different things like that. And so then they made these other studies that were more randomized control to kind of break this down to see if it is truly diet that contributes to some of those outcomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, a BMI, four-point BMI drop, that's like more than what Ozempic can do. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, those are huge. And so you're, I guess what we're saying here is what you eat makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, how much you eat makes a difference, but the food quality and, and things like that make a big, big difference. It actually can reverse metabolic disease mm-hmm. for way cheaper than medication and better because, I mean, think about, I mean, if, if you have fatty liver, which fatty liver now is the number one cause of cirrhosis, so end, mm-hmm. like end-stage liver disease, essentially. It's past alcohol. I mean, it is mm-hmm. mind-boggling that this, this thing has become such an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you can pay a lot of money, get a lot of imaging scans just to tell you you have fatty liver, and there's nothing to do. There's no medication for it mm-hmm. uh, except for things to get the weight off, except for diet changes like this, which has been shown now on MRI scans and, you know, by clinical studies that this will actually start reversing metabolic disease. Yeah. Yeah. But Melissa, okay, so now people are listening. They're like, oh, man, this is awesome. <laughs> but... We'll start with what would someone, what would this look like? A breakfast, lunch, dinner, Melissa. Like, so let's say what you eat. What do you eat? Okay. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. So, and today is probably a pretty decent example because it can just show you exactly how easy this is because I did not give myself any time or preparation today for mm-hmm. food. It's Thursday. We're recording. <laughs> I usually have my life together Monday through Wednesday. And mm-hmm. then from there, I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. To survive. Yeah. yeah. So this morning, rushing out the door, I had a piece of whole wheat toast with peanut butter, literally ate it on the way to work. Um, and then, but on the days that I do have, you know, give myself more time, I usually do some type of whole grain cereal, which um, lately has been some sort of granola, either just a simple one without a lot of added sugar or um, homemade, which is not that hard to make. Mm-hmm. Um with some blueberries, soy milk, and walnuts. So that's kind of my go-to morning, unless I'm rushing like this morning and then it's <laughs> toast, you know, something more portable. Um, and then for lunch today, lentil soup out of a can. Nice. You know, just something that you can keep on the shelf. And when you're rushing out the door like I was this morning, I, I grabbed it and went. Um, so that was easy. Um, but... Most days when I do prep ahead, um, I like to do salads or some sort of bowl at lunch. Mm-hmm. So usually some leafy greens, some, um, some sort of bean or, you know, some type of legume. Um, and then other veggies. It can be anything. So, yeah. um, and just, I saw you have a little like container that separates the yes, dressing and stuff like awesome. that. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's one of the like a, like, I think it's like the bento brand. This is not um, yeah. sponsored. But right. If you want to send more bento bowls, please. That's right. We'll no. review that for you. <laughs> so, yeah, the bottom holds your like leafy greens. And then on top, you have your little compartments for your toppings. And you can even, if it's something like a taco salad or something, you can even heat your toppings and then put it on your greens. And there's all kinds of things that you can do with it. But yeah, nice. um, I use those quite a lot. So, 
that's breakfast, lunch, and then dinner. It really just depends. That can be a little bit more hard because of family mm-hmm. preferences, um, because we have picky children. Girl, <laughs> it's a struggle. It's a yeah, first world problem. Exactly. But I mean, really can't ever use that as an excuse. <laughs> I mean, really, if they don't eat their vegetables, I will. So, um, but last night, um, what did we have? Oh, salmon. My my husband grilled some salmon, okay. so we okay. did that, some rice, and a salad. So pretty easy. But even if you're trying to kind of spend things a little bit more plant-based on like a regular night, um, let's see, I always use tacos as an example because everybody in my family loves tacos. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't <laughs> like a taco night? That's a whole day, like Taco Tuesday. Yeah. And we always do it Tuesday night, so... Um, but even with that, you know, you can do all your taco toppings, but have maybe black beans or pinto beans as kind of your base rather than the meat or to kind of trick your family into eating a little bit less meat and more, you know, beans, veggies, things like that. You can even use half of the meat that you normally would use Mm -hmm. and then add your beans into that. So it's nice, you know, bulks it up really well, but you're really kind of reducing your overall meat consumption for the week. So there's just little tricks like that that you can do that is not hard. I think when people are going more plant-based or more, you know, Mediterranean or whatever, they really feel like it's got to be complicated and you've got to do like all the, like, you know, veganize everything and Mm -hmm. the meat substitutes and all this stuff really you just kind of chain or bulk up the foods that you would be eating anyway so if you normally have meat and beans and veggies for your taco night Mm -hmm. just lean more on the beans and veggies as your toppings rather than piling on the meat so yeah i mean melissa everything you mentioned there it wasn't anything weird. No, right? no, not like I'm you- not like <laughs> making you make these concoctions out of tofu, which I mean, tofu is good, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, you don't have to like make it something crazy. Correct, correct. Yeah, because I heard people say things like, well, I, you know, I look at that list, I'm never going to eat anything like that, but you don't, we're not making like radicchio ceviche salad. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's just like you said, you're eating things, some of them are in a can, you know, mm-hmm. things that oh, yeah. you can literally get at Kroger mm-hmm. oh, right now. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's one thing about it. A lot of convenience foods can be, you know, heavily processed and not that great for you. But there's actually a lot of healthy options that you can find, too. That's one benefit of the whole convenience movement, I guess, is that a lot of even, even healthy brands are trying to, you know, make easy, simple meals, even the frozen meals or the soups or, you know, different things that are already prepackaged for you that are really just easy to, to throw together. Even sometimes when I'm prepping my lunches, I'll use those little, you know, 90 second like rice and quinoa packs mm-hmm. and I got a pack of those. Exactly. In my, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you just rinse your beans and chop up some veggies and throw it all together. And it's a full, very colorful, very filling meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. So. Yeah. No, I, I think that's actually, that actually was great, Melissa. It paints a really good picture for our listeners that this is, this is not to be hard. Mm-mm. It doesn't have to be expensive. Uh, and it can start small. Like you said, you still have the meat option. You just added more beans this time and less meat, which again, like you said, with inflation, 
Yeah. Meat is so expensive. Yeah. Eating out, I mean, I can't even go to Chick-fil-A. It's like, am I going to Chick-fil-A <laughs> or, you know, Ruth Chris? It's mm-hmm. so expensive. Yeah. I love Chick-fil-A. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is a time. I think January 1, obviously a lot of people want to make re- resolutions. This is a time to kind of consider something like this. You know, mm-hmm. consider, or maybe not every day. Maybe instead of eating meat or all this, you know, Five seven days a week, maybe on Monday or just Tuesday. You mm-hmm. know, you yeah, start just meatless Monday. Yeah, 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 just something small because we know like r- huge changes is really hard to say. Okay, to sustain. So now you know, kind of getting to our last section, sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, huge changes are almost never sustainable. Mm-hmm. So like we were talking, starting small, not going with anything weird. Yeah, uh, and I like how you talk about. Picky eating. I mean, a lot of our listeners have kids. Mm-hmm. Picky eating is the devil. Like, it's yeah. the re- <laughs> we. I don't know how our parents did it with us. I don't know. Yeah, we just like got what we got, and yeah. that was it. You know, there was no negotiation. That's right. I think our kids have learned how to manipulate, That's right. <laughs> negotiate, or something. Girl, yeah, a lot of it. I think it's like reverse. I tell people, like, you know, hostage situation, but it's in reverse. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I will give you whatever you want. Uh, Just eat this, you uh-huh. know. Um, but, right, that sometimes can be challenged. Does your husband eat plant-based like you? Or? Um, not necessarily. So, yeah, a lot of times he knows that if, uh, you know, if he wants to grill, you know, if he's getting a steak or something, he gets me some salmon or, mm-hmm. you know, at least puts some extra veggies on the grill or things like that. Um same with like hamburger night. He knows to throw one of my veggies burgers on the grill or things like that. It's really just easy to like, you know, throw that in there without changing everybody else's life. Now, in seeing me do this, yeah, he'll eat an, a veggie burger here or there, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it it can even be easier because when you're preparing a meal with meats, for example, you've got to make sure, of course, that you've bought it, Mm -hmm. that you've thought it, that you've cooked it and prepped it and all this stuff. And really, sometimes just veggies and all this other stuff can even be easier. Don't have to thaw anything. You know, it's just like... It's more about contamination, cooking temperature. It's just, it really is, you know, manageable and and quick and easy. And, And yeah, some people that just really enjoy those types of foods, that doesn't mean that you can't ever have those types of foods again. But it doesn't always have to be like an everyday thing or three meals a day. You know, I I just had a patient this morning, actually, that all he did was switch his breakfast from like a more, you know, like meat and eggs type thing to oatmeal. Mm -hmm. So one meal a day, his cholesterol, um, LDL cholesterol, which is what we call the bad cholesterol, Mm -hmm. um, dropped like 40 points. So <laughs> like one meal, one meal a day. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be like all day, every day. It can be little changes like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, you know, I'll put a plug for our clinic, you know, our amazing clinic, which again, these podcasts aren't made for them, but you know, with our, with our coaches, what I've realized is it's just, let's just start with something small. Mm-hmm. Like we'll do one meal a day. We'll do one goal. You know, we'll just stop drinking Coke or stop, you know, just drink more water. Let's eliminate things. And we've seen big changes from patients' metabolic health uh, because of things like that, mm-hmm. you know. And like you said, once we figure out that it's not as complicated as it says, that, you know, and as far as the sustainability piece, yeah, you probably have to talk to your spouse or, you know, just kind of let them know that, hey, this is something that you want to do so they don't get mad or, or whatever. But people can make it happen. 
Mm-hmm. It's doable. I mean, you could, you know, you don't have to cook a nine course meal for two two different ways. You can just you cook and you just shift it a little bit, and instantly you start increasing your plant intake and increasing your variety.、Mm-hmm. And and that really, you know, from a metabolic standpoint, you know, I like to tell people. You know, in the United States, we like vitamins, right? We, we like it's got to be vitamin D, or vitamin C, or this one thing. But if you look at the antioxidants and the vitamins, it's more like a symphony. Like、mm-hmm. you need multiple different types, multiple different minerals, and and they play off one another,、mm-hmm. and that's where you get the big benefit.、Mm-hmm. It's not just like I'm going to put one vitamin in there and think everything's going to change.、Exactly. Uh, and so, like I said, you're adding variety, you're offering different kinds of fruits and vegetables. Uh, and we've got metabolic studies that show that this will help you feel better and live a better quality of life.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just have to start. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think when we see people adopt these dietary patterns, it it is one of the most dramatic changes that we see in probably the shortest amount of time as far as their metabolic health. And、mm-hmm. yeah, they'll usually lose some weight with it. But you know, I've seen major reductions in. Cholesterol, blood sugar, blood pressure, and you know people even come off their medications and things like that. So I feel like we do see a more dramatic change in the metabolic health with some of these dietary patterns. And the weight loss, you know, is a good side effect for a lot of people,、mm-hmm. but、uh, metabolically and just their energy levels and different things like that sometimes even show up first.、Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Wow, Melissa, we talked for a long time. Okay, but that, goodness, no, this、yeah. is、uh, but this is fascinating. I feel like people hear this and they they don't it doesn't it's not as intimidating anymore.、Mm-hmm. And I think that's the goal. Again, we want to make this common. This is not something complex in the land far, far away. This is something that you can start implementing right just from Kroger. You don't have to go to Whole Foods or、mm-hmm. go to some of these specialty, super expensive places. You can just start small, and you can definitely see benefits. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, Melissa, I get, I think next week. You know, we talked about two different types of eating habits. We'll be talking about exercise and some of these interesting, like cold plunges,、yeah. rehab th- things that people、yeah. are doing. We'll talk about those, okay? Because I tell people, I don't care how you spend your. I mean, you can spend your money however you want,、mm-hmm. but if someone's like, you better take this cold plunge for a thousand dollars because it'll make you better. We're gonna dig into some of that, look at some studies, see if that actually is the case,、mm-hmm. and whether you need to spend that kind of money or you can just exercise without. All that stuff. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Any last thoughts, Melissa? I think that's it. I think we covered it. And yeah, just I think the take-home point is that it doesn't have to be as hard as we think it is. And if you ever need guidance, just reach out. That's right. Yeah. At our clinic. Yeah. Blue Health Baptist. Come on. All right, well, Melissa. Thanks again, as always. All right. Thank you.